Hello and welcome to the Turnstairs podcast as we take an in-depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. Three has become two again this week. Muzz um, is unable to make it, but I am joined by James. How are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, just the lone, lone ranger today. You're definitely on for player of the season, I think, and yes, most sir. consistent so far. I'm the stalwart man. Five that. out of ten every day, every week. Give you that. Bang average guy. So I... I this week we're back, three shorter episodes, one per division, Championship League 1, League 2. This is the League 1 edition. If you haven't already, check out our Championship and League 2 editions this week for some uh, more analysis and insights into what we think. Before we get into it, if you could like the video and subscribe to the channel, that'll help us on YouTube massively. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or anything like that, if you could still do us a wee favour and nick on YouTube and like it, then, you know, we'd, we'd be eternally grateful. Um, so, League 1 this week. Some interesting uh, results, James, and I think where we probably need to start is in terms of the league, three defeats in a row for Falkirk. Yeah, very um, some very late winners and some very, or sorry, some very late goals for them as well when they are scoring. So mm-hmm. it's not always, yeah, it's not always going their way, and I just wonder if they've got enough to to fight it when it's not. They they're a good team going forward. Um, they're a good team. Keeping the ball up and things go against them, you begin to wonder and you begin to worry. You know, have they got it in them to, to pose that fight and to, to really challenge when they're down and dirty? And getting a 98th minute go is good and all, but you know, it's sort of this definition of too little, too late. It's consolation territory for them. Um, Morrison has been a huge mess for them. Yeah, it's about that. Was my next question How big a mess has Morrison been? For Contribution to goals, massive. Um, not always directly, so you don't always see his name in lights with directly getting the assist or directly getting the goal himself. But I think contribution to team play, getting the team up the pitch, being an option wide and opening space up for others, like he's a massive part of of their style and how they want to play. So his contribution will be... Um, Declan McDade's a great signing for them on paper, isn't he, as a replacement? I think he was saying, you know, he came off the bench on Saturday, but he'll be a massive signing for them if they can get him taken. Yeah, good wide player as well. Good. Almost uh, a replacement for uh, Morrison, potentially. In the what term. he does. Um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe not as not as fast, maybe not got that raw pace, but yeah. I think also more likely to do something with what he's got. So I think yeah, Morrison sometimes has got, he's got the raw physical side of things, but technically he's maybe lacking what McDade's got and McDade's probably vice versa. And and and, and as well as, you know, criticising Falkirk, which I think there is merited three defeats on the bounce for that squad, that staff, that um, budget and that league. Dumbarton, three wins on the bounce for them. So, you know, I, I think, you know, we all acknowledged last week they did a great result in against East Fife. Um, I'm just looking at the predictions. Must to be fair, it back to Dumbarton win. He's not here, so we'll not give him any credit. Um, but what a win for them. From a team that was predicted to do all right, not perhaps pull up any great shakes or do anything particularly special, then, yeah, that's fantastic. And you, I wonder maybe if it's a team that we've sort of, maybe not Muzz, but certainly maybe you and I have sort of scutted over and gone, ah, you know, Dumbarton will be all right, but defensively they seem to be building a decent partnership you've got Buchanan McGeever in there Ramsbottom seems to be doing okay as well they're not they're not giants of defensive stalwarts but they are doing sort of enough to 
to keep them winning games enough to be picking up points as and when they do. I think uh, Livingston, we spoke about John Ubley in the Championship edition at, uh, at Grove. Pignatiello at Dumbarton, he's just kind of sitting in that midfield, isn't he? He just wins the ball, keeps it simple. He's gaining a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I know Stevie Farrell had him at um, Dumbarton previously, but Livy are doing a bit for some teams down the pyramid. Yeah, and I've got the same issue as I did with, with Nubli, though, is does it, like, it's all very well to get minutes, and, you know, he's still 21, 22, 20 years old. He's in that region, certainly. So he is getting game time, he is getting experience, but how does that then translate? Because it can be a big jump, certainly, like, if next season he gets a... Well, was it a brothy? Was that at the back end of last season? I'm sure it was. I think so, yeah. I'm not going yeah, it was. He's not played many, but he's he's been there. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, next season <coughs> does well at Dumbarton. Next season he gets a championship team. Just for anyone else kind of wondering, they've got the boy Harrison Clark at Arbroath and the goalie, the the American keeper that we spoke about actually last week. I'm sure mm-hmm. you spoke about him, Schwack at Edinburgh City. So sorry, as you as you were. And Gary Malley's gone on emergency loan Queen of the South, which is less of a an eye on a, a developing player and more of a Helping out, but it's a team that, yeah, it's a, it's a club, even St- still, still thanking them for the London Dykes and Obelay, yeah, and <laughs> with an eye on who might come next season. Uh, um, so they're good for one a season, aren't they? So. And there's always a risk, I think, with taking loan players and the fans being like, I but he's not one of our players and it won't help us. But actually, if he's good enough, then the players around him will benefit. And you know, he seems to be doing enough, and you know, the other players around him seem to be doing enough in supplying the forward players because that's what two goals in this last game against a Falkirk team you would expect to be doing a lot better. Yeah, and like you say, you know, uh, he's not one of our own, how's he helping us? If he gets Dumbarton to second in the league, then, you know, yeah. really, really kind of so, And if he, um, if he enjoys it enough and he feels welcome enough and he hits that point in his career for whether they are potentially still in the Premiership and they're like, right, can we have him? Probably not. So he's released into the wild wilderness of Scottish football then. Come on home, come back to Dumbarton where you've had yeah. this. Because they've done that with a lot of players, Dumbarton. You know, they've had plenty of players who were the nearly men who could have been. So yeah, they, they seem yeah. to be doing things quite well. You know, rocky, rocket times. But and another team that are intent on proving us wrong. Uh, we were on here last week saying Allo as away form hadn't been great, and they went to Montrose and uh, took a two 0 win. So thanks for that, uh, Allo. Good win for them, wasn't it? Because we spoke about how they were one of the teams whose season they were that way in the table. You know, they were. Four off top, four off bottom. The season could kind of go either way, and they're still bottom half, but it's definitely propelled them to within three points at the top. First win, eh, well, two wins and three now for them. So, kind of getting there. Yeah, and in my head, when you were speaking there, I'm thinking, oh, there might have been some crisis talks going on, and I think that's the wrong terminology to use. But if I'm in the Aloha dressing room, if I'm marching about those changing rooms, I'm at the end of our current streak, sitting boys down, being like, what's actually going on like away from the managers you're having a player sort of like you need to do this you need to get better we need to as a team progress in certain areas because that other team I'm liking the look of that team especially run with the manager they've currently got the way it is there'll be no room for prisoners you've mentioned as well that we've seen players just get axed like Neil Parry no room for whatever he's done Graham's been on the bench gone Graham's yeah so I think the manager's likely to do it but if you breed that culture as well even if the manager gives a wee nudge to someone and says, you get into that room while I leave, get it sorted out. I think six games in, seven games in, is where that sort of thing should be happening because 
if you get enough players who are playing, you get enough a bit of a rhythm, you've played probably equal games home and away, you've got a sense of where you are. I wonder now if we could see that Aula team progress. And all the teams above them, by the way, are very good teams. So yeah, I'm liking the, the, the progression needs the, to be very good. The midfield three, you know, they've got King who can kind of get on the ball and play a bit. Niang, who Muzz really likes, you know, anchoring the midfield. He scored again, team of the week again, second week in the bounce. John Robertson, good legs. And then Salmon, there's your physical presence with, you know, Henderson, the boy alone from Hearts, and Stephen Boyd just off him. Still got quality to come into that team. He came off the bench. Still got Google, still got um, Troughton. You know, and a relatively decent back four experience kind of sprinkled through it. Good mobility at fullback. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm quite liking Allah, to be fair. And they'll be delighted to get the, the curse of the away form off their back. Um, I did say as well, though, that that Montrose team should be picking up points mm-hmm. and thanking the points they've got just now because at some point the wheels might come off and they maybe were looking at Allah thinking, you know, well, we could probably toe for toe them here. We're probably... Going yeah. in, especially with their form and their position just now and the way they're playing just now, Montrose should be going into that going, well, all right, so we deserve to take this out of our team and we could probably get something from it. Confidence is high, your players are playing well, but they then lose. But, you know, they've got all those points in the bank that they maybe weren't anticipating before. So You'd it'll be a disappointing loss for them. And they should, I think they potentially should have won this game as well. You know, on paper, whether I've backed them or not, I can no, you've backed them, barely remember. They yeah. probably should have, but... You put me on the spot with this James Keaton signing in the championship episode. What do you make of it? Because you right, it's a good bit of business. They've lost very quite a uh, decent bit of business. Gives them a wee bit of creativity, good experience. Very surprised Rafe let him go, but that's all they were kind of missing was just the finishing touches at the top end. Um, you know, they've been almost 50-50% possession with Aloha at the weekend there. Same number, of, one shot less. You know, they're just missing that wee cutting edge up top and and I think he'll give them it, to be fair. Uh, very interested to see what he does. Gets the ball down, doesn't he? He plays, he's good off both feet. He'll fit into that, that style at Montrose. Um, Do you think he'll be a point winner? Do you think he's enough to be single-handedly the difference, perhaps, in this game? Because, like you know, say, it's a fairly, it's a fairly even game, Wallow. Is he the one that, when it was even, when it was nil-nil, to be fair, they have scored sort of first half. He makes things so, happen, doesn't he? He makes things happen. He'll, he'll get them more... He'll be good for them for... Six to ten points, I think. You'll make a difference. I think he's that good. He'll make that much of a difference for them. Um, and, and I think we players, speak about them being well run, Montrose. So they go out and, like you say, it'll fit in well, but it's not like they've then gone out and gone got someone who is of that quality, but a completely different style of player. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's very easy to just bring in quality players that disrupt the rhythm of your yeah. team or don't fit personality-wise or make you all of a sudden go long or want to get the lead in with the elbows. They've gone and got someone that'll fit in with their style and is of that quality as well. So I think it is a match. You were surprised that he was like, go, oh, I'm surprised that he went, Keaton's, unless he felt like I'm not he, wanted here. Going by his kind of social media, he kind of said, um, I'll tell you just now what off the press, it was something along the lines of delighted to be given the chance to play football or something. Uh, bear with me here. Sure, it was on the Mintro's Twitter, I'd seen it. Um, something like that when you say it with that tone makes me wonder if he thinks he won't be playing football at Raytheon looking be forward to getting the opportunity to play some football feeling fit and ready to go we shall see so yeah, by the sounds of it he's not had a terrible time at Raytheon he's just big game minute. for them isn't it we'll come on to predictions but they've mm-hmm. got Falkirk at the weekend so interesting to see how they go um, talking to players making a difference I think last week I said 
Queen's Park were playing against David Goodwill and he's got himself a point. With a yeah, double it's and a basically right. Disappointing um, for Queen's Park to drop points sir. Um, given that they dominated possession, they had more shots, more shots on target. Um, but we said it last week, so we're not going into too much detail, but he's a difference maker, isn't he, at this level? He'll keep them up. He will, he'll, he'll be the reason they stay up, 100%. Yeah, consistently, and if not for his... Goals. If not for his reputation, then his reputation outside of football. Like, his footballing reputation, if you just looked at statistics, you'd be like, I'm having that guy at my club. Mm -hmm. If we just took all the players, all the strikers and all the divisions and player A, player B, player C, you'd be like, I'm having player whatever Goodwill would come under. Because he gets you goals, he gets you everything he needs. If you looked at his, like, physical abilities as well, you'd be like, yeah, he'll go in. But it's what he's done elsewhere that makes, I think, teams go, I'm not really sure about it. But also, if I'm good, really, I'm having the time of my life at Clyde. Because they've gone and they've been willing to have him, and they've repaid him for what he can do, and he's repaid them. So it's a perfect match. And They've scored 10 league goals. He's got eight of them. Yeah. And he, like, like I've said, he's repaying Clyde for the faith they've put in him and keeping them up, because Goodwillie 36, Goodwillie 90. Yeah. And I think, I think beyond that as well, the fact that Queen's Park have scored on 55 and then 58, Shows that as soon as that Queen's Park first goal went in, that first Queen's Park goal went in, even. Uh, they've crumbled. That team's sort of fallen apart. Second one's gone in. And then, you know, the team, Clyde have then grown back into the game and guess who scored again? Oh, they've, they've he did miss a penalty, a to be fair. Should have missed a penalty, didn't he, with a couple of minutes to go. Should have missed a penalty about 86, 87, but it shows his mm. character to, to come back and uh, and then get another win. Uh, and get another goal, sorry. sorry. Um, and... Like for, sorry, before you carry on, that the rest of that Clyde team doesn't really inspire me. So Bartone, I like. You know, there's, there's other boys that you and Muzz particularly enjoy, but I think if you take Goodwillie out, that team would struggle. Much as there's some good individual players, that yeah, like you say, that is good. That Goodwillie factor is what's keeping them there. It's probably worth noting you like playing next to. Big uh, Jones, you know, a big, yeah. big centre forward from the bottom last season. He'll make a difference. You know, he'll take a bit of physical, take some of the hits like Goodwill he plays. So while he's maybe not getting applauded, I think he scored first game of the season. I don't think he scored since. I think he got one of the two non Goodwill goals. Um, I'm sure it was against them Barton on opening day. What age is Goodwill now? He Can they keep, keep relying on him for a couple of seasons yet? I, I'm not entirely sure Goodwill is. I'll, I can try and find out. For you, I'd want to say early. He's nowhere near late, mid-late 30s. I think early. So he's, he's got some legs left in him. I'm just wondering if he will, at, say, at the end of the season when contract runs out, is he likely to move? I'm, no, I'm not overly convinced he'll move on unless Clyde decides. It might, it might come down to the fact that he probably deserves better 32. financial. 32. Yeah, at 32, he's probably deserving of more financial rewards than he's getting. But, but like you said, the other clubs take him, given... Because you, you, you'd think, off the top of my head, a Hamilton. Yeah. Um, anyway. Because they've had the money to spend on Ryan, so if they're looking down the league... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like you say, if it was just a player or trial of stay, with the stats, you take them. Yeah. Um, a lot of teams... Making us look mugs were predictions, but good old Airdrie. We all backed them and beat East Fife, and they duly gave them a 3 0 scudding. Uh, East Fife of a man sent off, fresh from shipping 
five to Dumbarton the week before. Uh, good one for Airdrie. We'll start with that. Got the job done at home. <laughs> That's brilliant. Probably the way to go because I'm not convinced that I've got anything to say about East Fife that hasn't really already yeah, been said. Yeah, like four minutes it took Airdrie to open the scoring. Yeah, and I think now. That's a that's a score that you would expect to see from that Airdrie team. I don't know if they started. They're kicking on. You you said momentum last yeah. week, didn't you? Yeah, and I think because looking across that team just now, as I am, there's they've got good defensive players for Dice Care attacking. Easton Agnew was playing. Frizzell was playing. Like that's there's pockets of good. Yeah, who is you know out now to determine that he Callum is good Smith enough to as play. Well. Callum Smith played Premier League for Hamilton last year. Yeah, so we're, you're looking at there's good partnerships forming, and there's, but there's actually good like just the so, solo ability that we're now thinking. Because at the start of the season, I don't know if we picked up enough on, you know, we mentioned it, but I don't know if enough was made sort of by anyone that Airdrie really should have been, you know, flying. And and it's just it's such a competitive league, League One this season that they go a little bit under the radar, but they pretty much at this point would give anyone. A run for their money. Um, mm-hmm. I, they're maybe toiling now just because of much as Montrose picked up those points early doors, Airdrie failed to. Yeah. Uh, two losses, two draws for Airdrie. So, you know, like I say, that team should probably be taking anyone on their day. Yeah, unbeaten in the last four, three wins in there. So mm-hmm. they kick on again. Big game for them away to Cove, which is going to be a hard place to go and maintain it. Um, Cove obviously nicked it against uh, Peterhead. I think Muzz was there, actually. It's a bit disappointing he can't make it on tonight to give us the the complete lowdown. But, again, another relatively even game, 50-50, roughly possession. Um, Cove Rangers, more shots, less on target. Same amount of corners for both teams. But Rory McAllister does the business. Ten minutes to go, albeit from the, from the penalty spot. And that'll be one that Peterhead will be vexed by. Um, so late and. I feel like I'm in a time loop here. Have I not said before that Peterhead give away late goals and just need to be able to see games out? And I think so. Because I'm sure I'm sure we were talking about McLean at the time, and and if I've not, then I will say it now. Peterhead <laughs> need to Peterhead need to just stop letting in late goals and just consistently see a game through. Because I, I've said before that I don't think they're a particularly great team. They're a good team that should be doing maybe slightly better than they are doing. Um, Four defeats in five. Yeah, that is not. It's really not good enough. But at the same time, it's almost, it's almost what they're deserving of. But you know, Cove potentially should be doing better as well. So the fact they've held Cove to just one, maybe is not such a terrible thing. And it's only been through a penalty. So you imagine it's been individual error. Like, yeah, I find Peterhead quite difficult to talk about because you look at the team and you think, oh, that team will be good, or it should be doing quite well. McLean, um, Ferry. Brown, you know, they're McDonald to be fair. I feel more like Dundee United's a decent wee player as well, actually. I think he's, that was his debut at the weekend. I think he's a left back, but they play them centre mid, which is interesting. Again, we'll need to see Muzz next week and see how yeah. they actually played. Um, but like you but say, then from, teams, from the Cove side of things, perhaps disappointing only to get one and only get one through a penalty. Yeah, with the players they've got on the pitch, you expect, you expect more, but you know, there was a the Cove fan, David, was saying kind of early in the season, he wasn't convinced by Gourley that, um, that Hartley brought in the goals and he'd replaced McKenzie at the start of the season. He wasn't mm-hmm. convinced in Draper. 
But Jape has been injured and they've switched McKenzie for Gurley in the last few games and they're getting clean sheets and they're actually they're actually doing not too bad, Cove, because they had a bit of a wee bit of a sticky start, I'm sure. Uh, but three wins in the last five, only one defeat. Currently looking goals for 12, goals against nine. So that nine against could be really where they're toiling because it's not the most in the division, but it's, you know, with Dumbarton, they've let in 10 who are above Cove, but they also scored three more. So it's not a particularly great defensive record. And mm. I, again, looking at them, I thought the Cove defence would be better. And it is maybe coming together now, but... Yeah, but looking at it, Queen's Park have only conceded four. 50% yeah, on, and so... 50% on the David Goodwill. <laughs> if we want to maintain yeah. the Goodwill stats. So yeah, so should should Cove actually really be doing better because they've got the ability to score 12 goals, but if you can't keep them out at the other end, then Aye. that does nothing for you. That's 0% effective. So any Cove fans watching, I know David will probably get in touch, you know, is that the case? Is it that you're doing well going forward and you're looking uh, looking likely to score, but um, the, the back door needs to be shut? Or have you now, can, do you feel you've now started, you've solved that problem and with, with Mackenzie coming back in and, and it's kind of, Playing sailing from here again, just that, a stat I've, I feel like I've been sitting on for ages as well. Is Shea Logan's been in the top? I think he's very high up in terms of Aberdeen's all time top appearances. Like, mm-hmm. he's a very experienced player he's who under the radar, isn't he? A wee bit there, yeah. And attacking like that Aberdeen team that he played in, very attacking because there's a lot of like a lot of team players moving, so he's played. You know, rotation, he's rotated himself higher up the pitch mid-game. He's had to cover for other folk defensively. Like, that, he shouldn't be part of a, a team that's letting in that many goals. Morgan Neal, I like, is obviously not of that calibre. But when you've got someone like Logan, even if he's not doing that defensive ability, mm-hmm. what's he doing in training if he's not helping them out? And what's yeah. he doing on pitch if he's not helping them out? Like, it's see if, see if you scroll through, and it's annoying that I've now forgotten. If you scroll through the Aberdeen top appearances, he's... It doesn't take long before he gets it. He's he's very high, very experienced, and I think personally should be doing much, much more than he is. And here's another stat just before we move on from the weekend. Expected goals, Cove Rangers 2, Peterhead 0.4. So, aye, Cove deserves it. Russell McLean, 0.4 goals. Is is he their goal? Is he the good value of Peterhead? For the season, Peterhead expected goals... uh, Per game is 0.99. So they're expected a goal a game uh, in the league and they've scored eight and seven. So they're actually ahead of where they should be. In yeah, terms of goals. That's why you can take a day off against Cove. Let one let's, in. Let's get your predictions in. But before we do, let's just see how you did last week. So you've got Airdrie uh, right. You've got, you got Airdrie right. So 20% <laughs> success rate. So it shouldn't be hard to build on this. What did week. you get? What did I get? I got Airdrie right. Brilliant. And Cove, right? So forty percent for me. So we move. Um, this is just be a, a shoot. This this will be anything. East Fife against David Goodwill. Yeah, East Fife are not doing particularly well, and David Goodwill is flying. So I think David Goodwill at least scores once. For, for me, that's. I'll put us both for Clyde on the caveat that David Goodwill plays. If he doesn't, it's a nil-nil. Um. Nah, give me give me Clyde in general because I think there's there's players out there that will step up if Goodwill is even in the vicinity. Someone will channel their inner inner goal scorer. Like. Montrose against Falkirk. James Keaton's led Montrose. 
I, I, I don't know why I paused there. I think Montrose, yeah. Keaton's just coming in. I think I have been very praiseful, very full of praise for Montrose and quite yeah. critical of the way this Falkirk team's going. McDade will maybe be the difference maker, but he is. I was going to say he's coming in having not played with them before, but 30 seconds ago I was like, ah, Keaton's. Uh, who's not played with that Montrose team before. So this is why I've only got one right last week. Because I don't, I don't just say in words. I think Montrose will win. And I'm I'll just leave, it, leave think, it at that. I think Falkirk are too good to, to go that much longer without winning. I'm going to go a draw. I think for, like you said, they've brought in McDade. However, Montrose have also improved themselves with Keaton. So mm-hmm. they cancel each other out, obviously. So uh, going for the draw. I'd maybe call it my game of the day, but I'd hate to be shot down again. So. Talking of games of the day, the one I think is game of the day is Alwa, uh, sorry, Dumbarton Alwa. Uh, Dumbarton flying, as we spoke about, three wins on the bounce. Alwa have rediscovered a wee bit of a way form. Um, I'm just double checking, it's definitely at um, Dumbarton. Ah, it is, so it's two away games in a row. For, three away games in a row for Alwa. Interesting. Um, so, well, <laughs> I'm glad they've arrested their away form. Well, if not, because one of the games was away at Airdrie, which they lost. This is the third of three. Ah, they've stopped it now, though. That's right, the... so are they going to maintain it? Or As it of now, no. Uh, I think Dumbarton are going to win. I'm going to draw. I feel I'm sitting in the fence. Ah, I should have gone a draw. That's no, fine. I've said Last that. two. Both teams to score. Give me that, at least. I think I'll they're both good enough to score. Not convinced that, yeah. I think one of, the, one of these enough. is an easy prediction. One of them's not. Queen's Park against Peterhead. Uh, Queen's Park just to keep the momentum going keep the, the goals coming in Peterhead to probably not score their goal well, per game the, the, fact, the stats are they should score one a game they've scored eight and seven so they're due a game of out of goals so this could potentially be it that, uh, that does include their day off against Cove so yeah this could be it eight and eight yeah eight and eight. Queen's Park but Peterhead will not score yeah Queen's Park to nil we'll take that and lastly Cove Airdrie which is making a strong stake for uh, game of the day as well if Airdrie at home, I would have gone 100%. That's an Airdrie walkover. Cove will potentially not have given up a fight, but because we're at Cove, I think it'll be a bit closer. I think Cove will maybe be a bit bit likely to be a bit better defensively. So Airdrie will win, but I don't think it'll be as convincing as it would have been at Airdrie. Yes, Momentum. For, They've yes, got the moment. You're going for Cove. You're going for a draw. Right. So thank you very much for watching. Um, get in touch with your thoughts, predictions, comments, knowledge, uh, questions that we potentially ask there. Cove fans, as your back four kind of showed up now. Falkirk fans, what is happening? Um, any other fans, let us know the state of affairs, especially Spike fans. Are you concerned? James, let's back- slide into the DMs and ask Muzz some really obscure questions that we'll You're pretend talking- we spoke about in this episode. <laughs> Just say to Muzz, was it true that you were actually on the bench for? Dumbarton at the weekend and that's why what happened in that Dumbarton game with that thing where the ball went really weird like that was strange yeah Uh, yeah. give us a bit of stick in the DMs to be fair so so as always thanks for watching like the video subscribe to the channel Uh, we do really appreciate it thanks very much for watching and we'll see you again next week cheers cheerio